This is 100 Days of Dante, a podcast journey through Dante's divine comedy, one canto at a time. Join us online at 100daysofdante.com. Let's read together. Literary texts often refer or allude to other literary texts. This technique is called intertextuality, and we find countless of intertextual references in literature. Intertextuality has different functions. It can anchor a text in another text to give it legitimacy. For example, Matthew's Gospel presents Jesus as the Messiah that the prophets in the Old Testament had foretold. Matthew has readers in mind who are well versed in the Hebrew Bible, and he demonstrates how Jesus fulfilled a number of prophecies by linking events and sayings of Jesus with passages taken from the Old Testament. Likewise, Dante alludes to texts his intended readers are familiar with. At the beginning of Canto 23, Dante reminisces about what happened in the previous canto and he is reminded of Aesop's fable of the frog and the mouse. For centuries, scholars have offered different and competing interpretations of how we should understand that passage in light of Aesop's fable. In this lecture, we don't have time to examine the validity or lack of validity of the various interpretations. Suffice it to say that scholars have demonstrated time and again that the Divine Comedy is a multifaceted and highly complex work that, like other great works of literature, has evoked different interpretations. In the 23rd canto, Dante is overcome by fear and he imagines being haunted and hunted by devils. Virgil shares Dante's fears and wants to take precaution by escaping to the sixth exposure, when all of a sudden, the thought of the devils attacking them becomes a reality. Dante writes, and I quote, He had not finished answering me thus, when not far off, their giant wings outspread, I saw the fiends come charging after us. End of quote. As surprising as the sudden appearance of the devils is Dante's depiction of Virgil in this crucial moment. And I quote, Seizing me instantly in his arms, my guide, that is Virgil, like a mother wakened by a midnight noise to find a wall of flame at her bedside, who takes her child and runs and, more concerned for him than for herself, does not pause even to throw a wrap about her, raised me, turned and down the rugged bank from the high summit, flung himself down, supine unto the slope which walls the upper side of the next pit. End of quote. Dante compares Virgil to a mother who guards her child with her life. Thanks to Virgil's vigilance, both are now safe in the sixth bulger, as the devils cannot leave the fifth bulger. Here they encounter people who look like friars affiliated with the Benedictines of Cluny who walk very slowly, dressed in beautiful cloaks. At least the outside of the cloaks is stunning. The inside, however, appears as extremely heavy. Dante describes the capes as, and I quote, so heavy that Frederick's capes compared to these would seem as light as air. Here Dante alludes to the extremely cruel punishment Frederick II ordered for convicted traitors who had to wear leaden cloaks before being burnt. This passage reminds one of Matthew 27, 23, when Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you are like whitewashed tombs, which on the outside look beautiful, 
but inside they are full of the bones of the dead and of all kinds of filth. End of quote. Thus the sixth boulder is filled with hypocrites, beautiful on the outside, but extremely heavy and burdensome on the inside. The hypocrites stunt their shows in this 23rd canto were not only of the religious type, but they also sinned in the political roles they played. Two friars from Bologna, Catellano and Lorendingo, recognize Dante's Tuscan accent and tell him that the two of them were chosen as peace officers of Florence. Catellano sarcastically adds that, and I quote, one may still see the peace we kept. This passage is based on true events. The two friars failed miserably in keeping the peace while working to undermine the Ghibellines, one of the two major factions in medieval Italian politics who supported the Holy Roman Emperor. Dante is familiar with the disastrous outcome of Catalano and Rondingo's meddling in Florentine politics, but before he can scold them, he sees a naked, crucified man on the ground, constantly stepped on by the hypocrites. Catalano offers this explanation, and I quote, That one nailed across the road counseled the Pharisees that it was fitting one man be tortured for the public good. Naked he lies, fixed there, as you see, in the path of all who pass. There he must feel the weight of all through all eternity. His father-in-law and the others of the council, which was a seed of wrath to all the Jews, are similarly staked for the same evil. End of quote. The crucified man in the sixth bolger is no one other than Caiaphas, who in Matthew 26, 65, accused Jesus of blasphemy. His verdict to kill Jesus, according to Dante, was a seed of wrath to all the Jews, a highly problematic and prevalent notion that has been at the root of Christian anti-Semitism throughout the ages. Towards the end of the 23rd canto, Catalano tells Dante and Virgil that they can escape the bolger by climbing over the rocks of the broken bridge. Virgil now realizes that Malakoda, the devil that they encountered in the fifth bolger, had lied about the bridges in the sixth bolger. Catalano is not surprised as, and I quote, Once in Bologna, I heard the wise discussing the devil's sins. Among them, I heard that he is a liar and the father of lies. End of quote. Bologna, home of the oldest university in the world, was regarded as one of the epicenters of academia during Dante's time. Catalano's statement is highly sarcastic. Here Dante makes fun of the intellectual elite as the notion that the devil is a liar and the father of lies, a quote from John 8.44, was seen as a truism. Virgil marches on, seemingly irritated, but since he personifies reason in the Commedia, the level of his anger is benign. Dante literally follows in his footsteps as they both walk on until we see them again in Canto 24. Thank you for reading Dante's Divine Comedy with us. Continue the journey at 100daysofdante.com. 100 Days of Dante is brought to you by the Baylor University Honors College with support from the Tory Honors College at Biola University, the Templeton Honors College at Eastern University, the University of Dallas, Whitworth University, and Gonzaga University in Florence.